0: Wretched Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. Seriously, if you want to relieve stress, go to the Word of God. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's just so weird, isn't it? To lose yeah. people say stuff like that? I apologize for him. Are you kidding me?
1: Let's all do baptism, and I have a little pool
2: here, and we'll all feel nice and relaxed. That's baptism. No, baptism is a sacred Christian rite. All the various yogas are sacred Hindu rites.
0: Wake up, America! It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
1: Righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. This is Wretched Radio. It is Witness Wednesday. Talking to young people about justice. Where does the concept come from? Can we have it without God? I don't think so, but we'll challenge them and see where the conversation goes. I'm guessing into a great big justice conversation, also known as a witness encounter. Hey, gentlemen, while you're eating... Could I ask you a couple of questions on the radio? Nothing personal, just a question about something that's going on in the news. Will you let me do that? Sure. Okay, dude, sure. you can keep eating if you want to. All right. That's a deep-fried chicken sandwich, isn't it?
3: Yeah? 100% peanut
1: oil. 100%
3: what? 100% refined peanut oil.
1: And that's better than what?
3: Uh, partially hydrogenated um, soybean oil. Dude, you know
1: that stuff. Is this your, like your field of study or something? How do you know that? Are you a cook?
3: I guess I'm just a savvy consumer. I guess you are.
1: Where, what are you studying here?
3: Environmental engineering.
1: Well, I have no idea. Oh, I think I do know what that means. I've got an uncle who does that. You make sure that everything that that's out there that we produce and do doesn't wreck the place. Huh? Kind of, yeah. What's the other part I'm missing?
3: Uh, water quality engineering.
1: Okay, so that we get good, clean water, right? Yeah. All right. Let me ask you the question. Did you see this case? The fellow's name is David Earls. He's, he's this fellow who raped a four-year-old girl, and it turns out it looks like he's going to maybe get a year for doing that. Here's, yeah, my, here's, here's my question for you. Do you think that justice has been served with a one-year sentence in this case?
3: Judging by the information you've given me now. Why? Because rape is considered a capital offense.
1: Okay, so you think you agree that rape is a very bad thing, especially with a four-year-old?
3: Right, but I don't know the details, so I don't know why his sentence would be so low.
1: Can you imagine any scenario that would make it a just sentencing? Uh No. I can't either. Dude, what do you think? One year raping and sodomizing a four-year-old girl. One year out of jail in the fall, unless something changes here. Do you think that's justice?
3: No, probably not. Okay, here's
1: my question next for you guys. How do you know? I mean, intrinsically, it sounds like you think that that was a bad thing to do. Why was that a bad thing? How do you determine that?
3: Um, I don't know. It's just about what you believe yourself.
1: So if I believe that raping a four-year-old is okay, you're okay with that?
3: It's about you're not allowed to... Infringe upon the rights of another citizen.
1: Ah, so that's the standard.
3: Right. That's why the laws are there. Okay.
1: Now, how do you know that that's the standard?
3: How do I know that that's the standard? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's why the law and the police should be there for me. Because that's, I mean, if I pay tax dollars, that's what I think they should do. They should protect my rights from being infringed upon by anyone else. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, what would happen if our little society, decided that wasn't the rule. You can pretty much do anything you want to. I could punch you in the nose if I felt like it because the majority decided that was okay. Would that suddenly make it right? No. So, is my foundation or your foundation maybe then a little bit wobbly? Don't you need to call in a higher source to be able to say this is why it's definitely a wrong thing? If it's individuals deciding, Mm -hmm. or if it's society just making a a, a, a majority ruling on it, isn't that problematic? Because ultimately even the majority can make mistakes, correct?
3: Yeah, the majority can make mistakes. Yeah. It's about each person determining what they think is right.
1: So every man should do what is right in his own eyes.
3: Yeah, but at the same time, if what is right in your eyes infringes upon the rights of another citizen, then you have to pay the consequences. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, then we're back to kind of our original stymie here. Dude, where do you get your standard for understanding that what happened to this young girl was wrong? Um, How do you. You heard about a four year old child getting raped. I hope something inside of you goes, ew, that's terrible, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can, we can get a reaction out of you for that, right? Not the sprinkling <laughs> so much, but that child, that's a horrible thing, correct?
3: Right. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: How do you know?
3: I, I just do.
1: Okay, what if I just don't?
3: Well, um, your cellmate will help you out. All
1: right. Okay, guys, I want to ask I want to lay something down for you. Do you know what the Declaration of Independence says about where we get our rights? The
3: Declaration of
1: Independence. I'm sorry, the Declaration of Independence, one? Isn't law? Right, isn't it a document that, whose principles we strive to follow as Americans?
3: Right, but it's not law itself.
1: Right. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Isn't it necessary to be able to call on a creator who endows us with these rights as our supreme authority is ultimately where the buck needs to stop. And without that, every man will do what is right in his own eyes. Justice will be whimsical. It'll happen based on who the judges or what the majority rules. But ultimately, our rights, morals, righteousness, and judgment and justice need to come from a creator. What do you think about that thought? Um, Not much. Really? Why not? Because it's the
3: Declaration of Independence. I mean, that's like saying just because a document is important, everything in it is right.
1: So you disagree with this?
3: Yeah, I, I disagree with what you just
1: read from the Declaration of Independence. What
3: you, what you said, your own opinion, when you put your own opinion on what
1: the Well, I'll just read it. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal yes. and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. This is where you get your idea that I can't hurt you. That's where this comes from. Mm-hmm. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right. So the, the, this concept actually comes from the creator, not from man, and therefore it's enforceable.
3: That, that depends on if you... Per- if you believe in a creator or not Correct Fair enough
1: I, I take it you don't
3: No Okay
1: I take it you do or don't believe in a creator um, This is worse than the sprinkler question by a lot isn't it Yeah Do you believe in a god
3: I don't want to talk about that
1: Alright Too personal
3: I'm just eating lunch
1: Alrighty Okay so dude you don't believe in a creator Is that right? Do you have any sort of religious Any sort of religious upbringing or background
3: I was raised Christian. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What? What stripe? What color? What flavor? Methodist. Methodist. So, what did Methodist? <laughs> what method? What did Methodists teach? Hey, yeah, you're not talking anymore. What did Methodists teach about God? Did the Methodists teach that God exists? They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. How come you rejected it?
3: Because I used my own mind to think about what they were saying, and it didn't seem right to me. Okay.
1: What didn't seem right?
3: The meek shall inherit the earth.
1: You don't like that idea? No. Who do you think should?
3: Well, I don't think it's... I don't think meekness should be a virtue. Really? Really.
1: What do you think is a virtue? Boldness? Imposition?
3: Imposition is not, but boldness is.
1: Okay, so bold is good, meekness is bad. Yes, So, everybody should be maximum bold. Doesn't somebody need to be meek?
3: No, I mean, you can agree with other bold people.
1: Okay, so define bold for me. What do you, what's, what, no, better yet, what's wrong with meekness?
3: Meekness is allowing other people to influence your life when they shouldn't be.
1: Okay, how's it about this? Giving deference to somebody. I don't know you, but you come before me because I'm meek. And I serve you. Is that a bad thing?
3: Yeah, that's a bad. Well, thing. It is a bad thing because I can't respect somebody who says that. Oh wow! How can I respect you if you put your if you put me before you? Because it's a
1: it's a noble meek thing to do. Because meekness is good.
3: I mean, it's okay for you to believe that, but it's also okay for me to not. Wait, you ever... but you are
1: the guy who said that you shouldn't impose on other people. But it sounds to me that you like boldness.
3: No, I'm I'm not imposing on you at all. I'm you're allowed to think what you think and I'm allowed to think what I think.
1: So why would that issue drive away from drive you away from believing in God? What about that gets up your nose?
3: Because Christianity asks you to put um they ask you to put your neighbor before yourself. And that's bad. That could be good for some people, but I don't believe that. Okay.
1: So that why would that drive you away though? And that's pretty. That's pretty. um, I don't want to say abstract, but it's not a very. uh, It's not something that you see happening every day. I mean, you're sitting here going to school. Why would that drive you away from God?
3: That's a pretty central tenet of Christianity, is it not?
1: Uh, It's a tenet, but it's not the biggie.
3: It's not the biggest, no. But I mean, if that's if that is one of the central tenets, then how come most Christians don't do it?
1: Because they're hypocrites. But why? Why? Why that? Is it because you don't like being told what to do or how to live? Is that the issue? Partly. Yeah, I'm guessing almost entirely, actually.
3: I mean, also, if they're all hypocrites, then why would you want to associate with them?
1: I frankly wouldn't. I'm not nuts about hypocrisy. No. Okay. Gentlemen, thanks for the chat today. Appreciate it. No problem. All right. See ya. Ooh! Ooh! Here, this is a little environmental tip. Don't ever squat like that when you're checking out a water source because all the blood. Hold on one second, no, okay, no, no, I don't want to. Be yeah, yeah, that's right. you Just hold on one second. All righty. Oh, it's a sweaty, feeble. Oh, God better rescue America or we're in big trouble. It's Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. I know how you're feeling at the thought of switching from traditional health insurance to MediShare, which is affordable biblical health sharing. That's a big decision, and it can be kind of scary, which is why Mrs. Friel and I researched Metashare and determined yeah, we can trust this ministry. Christians paying for the health needs of other Christians. It's a magnificent ministry. 98% member satisfaction rate. It's amazing. The average family saves. Five hundred dollars per month. If that sounds intriguing, and I hope it does, please do your research. Visit medishare.com/wretched, medishare.com/wretched, or call them and talk to a really nice person at eight four four three four bible, eight four four three four bible, eight four four three four bible.
5: Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Wretched Radio today, and i want to take just a moment to celebrate our amazing gospel partners. You know who you are, standing firm with us like a well-rooted tree, helping us to reach millions all over the world. We know we're not Hollywood around here, but I'm pretty sure you would probably prefer the compelling, efficient, and sound productions we produce to Hollywood. Because, hey, you know, we don't blow your generous gifts on fancy jets or expensive wardrobes or anything like that. No, 83% of every dollar you give goes directly to ministry. We're ECFA approved, which means it's a verifiable fact you can check for yourself. We're so accountable we could teach a masterclass on it. Listen, Gospel Partners. Thank you for keeping the lights on and helping us to spread the amazing gospel to millions all over the world. And if you're not a gospel partner yet, well, why not join the coolest club in the camp? Just visit wretched.org slash donate or text the word wretched to the number 44321. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel.
1: Sorry to ask you to do some... Arithmetic, but this is some math that will encourage you and make you very, very happy. This is one testimony of a mother who chose life because she saw her own baby courtesy of an ultrasound from preborn. At Preborn Centers. Would you please help us grow that number by providing as many ultrasounds as possible at preborn.org slash wretchedpreborn.org slash wretched.
0: Books of the Bible. Zephaniah begins with a shocking prophecy that God will sweep away everything from the face of the earth. But in the midst of judgment, God offers hope of salvation. Zephaniah gives us a picture of God's terrible wrath and reminds us of the wrath Jesus took upon himself for our sake. Flee to the Savior and be saved. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Now I'm going to be chatting with a young man who's eating a
1: sandwich, and they are Wheat Thins, am I correct? They are Wheat Thins. What's your first name, by the way? Daniel. Nice to meet you, Daniel. That's a Bible name, you know that? I do. Mm Who is Daniel. Uh
4: start with like King Nebuchadnezzar he like put him in a cage full of lions and he believed in God and he knew that if he had faith in the Lord that that the lions would not a- attack him.
1: Well, that's pretty good. Are you a Daniel? Uh actually I think I am.
2: You believe think, in God?
4: I do believe in God, but I I don't know if I've gotten to the point where if I have faith in the Lord, I will be safe, but I feel like confidence is a big issue. You're lacking it? No, no, no. I, I feel like, well, I used to be. I'm getting a lot better, but I feel like if I'm confident in something that I can accomplish anything almost. Mm-hmm. So who is this God of yours? This God of mine, I don't know. He's he's everywhere. Like, I don't know. Name, please. Name? Uh, I guess Lord Jesus Christ. So you're a Christian. I am a Christian, but... I don't know. I'm kind of exploring different things. Like, I do believe there is a God. Uh, I think the Christian belief of a God is the closest to my view.
1: But So you're looking for one to match your presupposition. Is that correct, Daniel? I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that idolatry? Uh Maybe, I don't know. Were you make a god in your own image to right, suit right, right, yourself? Right. Yeah, it
4: could be. I don't know. Wouldn't that be commandment number 2, Daniel? <laughs> Maybe, yes, that that's correct. That is commandment number 2. Okay. So, <laughs> how does how did you become a Christian? Um, I don't know. I think there's just too many things in this world that are beautiful and you know, I, I do believe that there is a possibility this is all a coincidence, but I do believe that something had to have caused this coincidence in the first place. All like, right. I believe in evolution. I believe that, you know, I, I don't necessarily believe that everything happens for a reason. I don't necessarily believe in destiny, but I do believe that there is some kind of intelligent, ooh, bringing out a word, intelligent design behind
1: I, all this. That's, that's, that's okay. Now, Daniel, <laughs> do you ever remember being in a near-fatal car accident?
4: Yeah, uh, yes.
1: What I'd year? What so. year was it?
4: Uh, I mean, there are a few. I'd say probably. You made the big one? A year ago, maybe. Yeah. What street were you on? Uh, I think I was on North Avenue. And what happened? Were you the Were you the bonehead driver or somebody else? I think I was the bonehead driver because I wasn't looking up, and I almost just I was going very fast, and I didn't realize that the person in front of me had stopped, and I. At the very last second was able to, like, I probably landed within a millimeter of him. All it right. was it was great. It
1: was a miracle. Yeah. Okay. Now, Daniel, there's a reason I asked you that question. Okay. Because that was a big event. That was a life and death sort of affair where you almost died and you remembered it because it was important, right? Yes.
4: yes, that's correct.
1: Have you ever heard the term in Christianity called being born again? I have. Uh-huh. Jesus said that unless a man is born again, mm-hmm. he will not enter the kingdom of God. Do you know what it means to be born again? I don't. In general, it doesn't mean that you go into your mother's womb to be reborn. That's ridiculous. It wasn't physical. It's a spiritual rebirth. It's the day that you, Daniel, die to yourself. You stop living for you. You stop living for your desires. You apologize to God by saying you're sorry without any defense. You turn from your sins, dead to yourself, killed by the law, and he makes you alive and he suddenly makes you a child because the bible says if you are unregenerated you're not born again you're actually a child of the devil. Everybody likes to say everybody's a child of god in a general sense god right. made everything. Right. But only those who repent and trust jesus died themselves in other words are adopted into his family and have a unique relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Right. That is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, you are I've one day did. on a highway to hell and the next the next minute You're on the highway to heaven because your sins are forgiven. The things you used to love, you hate. The sins you used to adore, now you despise them. And the things you used to hate, like Bible reading and church and those Christians that are born again. Suddenly you're very interested in those things. It is radical. Now, you remember the day you almost died in a car accident. Yes. But you don't remember the day that you were born again. That's correct. I I don't know if I classify
4: myself as that born-again Christian.
1: Hmm. Yeah, well then then you
4: wouldn't be a Christian, am I correct? Uh I guess. So if I'm not born again Christian, then perhaps I'm not a Christian. But I do believe I believe that there is a God. Maybe I should clarify myself. Like I, I believe that there's a God, but maybe not in the sense of, you know, he's some dude up in the clouds wearing sandals with long white hair that, you know, T V portrays him as. I just believe that there is some kind of intelligence. I mean there's Here's
1: the deal, Daniel. I was I was very similar to you mm-hmm. I actually studied to be a pastor
4: oh okay I
1: wasn't born again okay <laughs> kind of a problem you okay. should actually be a Christian <laughs> in order to be a pastor I think right. it should be one of the first qualifications but I, I wasn't yeah, I would say so because the whole believing in God thing I was okay with that because it didn't require anything of me I could just go <laughs> flip I believe it yeah. am I getting out of hell good right that's off the to-do list now I can get back to living any way that I want to right The key word, though, I think, in Christianity, especially in this whole born-again concept, is the word repentance. Mm -hmm. That's the biggie. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that most people stumble over. And do you know what it means to repent? I believe it's basically just to confess to God that you have done something wrong and you're aware of that. Okay. Let's try that. I'm going to repent. All right? First of all, I'm going to sin against you. Bing! Right in the nose. In fact, a couple of them. Ding, ding. Three shots to the nose. And uh, I just want you to know I realize that what I've done is wrong. So I just practiced repentance on you, and I'm guessing it's not very satisfying.
4: Right. It's not very satisfying because I feel like repentance is more of like you're not thinking about right or wrong in the act, and then afterwards
1: you realize that was terrible. Well, there could be remorse, though, because of the consequences. You're stronger than me. You could hit me in the nose harder. I don't like that idea. I'm (laughs) repentant. Right. Here's the deal. All right, we're in Atlanta. Right. Right. Let's say you and I, we've now become fast friends and to get out of this humidity we're going to drive to the north okay there's less humidity up there so we start driving and a few hours go by and all of a sudden you see a sign that says uh florida 82 miles oh yeah something's wrong yeah i'm going the wrong direction right you want me to repent let's reason together what you want me to do i have if you will sinned against you i've done you wrong i promised you i wouldn't take you this way i took you the wrong direction i've sinned against daniel now, I'm guessing you want me to, first of all, agree with me. You show me the sign. You know what, Daniel? You're right. We're going in the wrong direction. I'm wrong. You're right. That's what you said. That's step one. Okay. Agreeing. Okay. All right. Second thing, though, is you don't want to keep driving to Florida. You want me to stop, right? Right. Do you want me to just stop and sit there? I'd say let's turn around. Bingo. That would be number three. Okay. Okay, so I've turned around. Do you want me to stay there? Uh, no we should probably go in the correct direction now. that is correct and also you don't mean to stop until we get there right but something else hasn't been satisfied i haven't said i'm sorry daniel i did I i did you wrong i'm sorry okay with no de- i have no excuse no defense those are the that's what repentance is those six things okay that's genuine repentance okay now the question is how does somebody get that because if you get that you get God right all right here's the deal i'm gonna Probe into your your life right now. Mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself to be a good person, Daniel? Yes, I would. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you on that. All right? Okay. How many lies have you told in your lifetime? I've uh, told probably plenty of lies. Okay. If I told plenty of lies, you'd call me a a liar. Okay. Agreed? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, gonna... no,
4: no, no. I take that back. I wouldn't call you a liar because I'm someone... okay with it because yeah, I am. No, no, no. I understand. Like someone who tells lies is it's not a necessary. liar is, I guess, a liar. That's right. But if you were to tell someone that they were a liar, that means that they tell lies all the time, just right and left. Only
1: takes one. How many times does somebody need to murder somebody to be called a murderer? Uh, One. One time. One lie, you're a liar. Okay. All right. Stolen anything? Uh, No, I've never stolen anything. I mean, not necessarily from a store, Target... Parents, oh, we're child. talking music. I've well, stolen it, plenty of music. See, it doesn't matter what the <laughs> object is. <laughs> no, you're right. It's, it's a heart issue. That's correct. Because right? God looks into the heart Right. And he examines what's going on in your brain. Right. Okay. So have you ever taken God's name in vain, used God's name in a vain way? That is
4: one thing I've not done.
1: Ever? Ever.
4: I've just OMG? never done that. Nope. Well, right. sometimes I say, oh my gosh, but I, never,
1: I don't consider gosh as God. Okay. We'll debate whether that's a minced oath or not. Let's try this one. Okay. okay. I don't think you're going to wriggle from this one. Okay. All right. Jesus said, You've heard it said of old, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say, If you look with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. Right. Looking with lust. Mm-hmm. Done that? Yeah, of course. Okay. So I'm going to do a summary. You're a liar, mm-hmm. you're a thief, you're an adulterer at heart. Mm-hmm. You stand before God on judgment day. Will he see you as being a good person? I think so. You're a liar, you're a thief, <laughs> and you're an adulterer at heart. Yeah. So you're a
4: good criminal? Because I don't think God focuses on all of the bad things. That oh, we've He done. sure
1: does. Okay. He's a just judge. Okay, that's what justice does. That's right. why there's a court system. Right. In the sight of the judge, our little sins are trifles. We just mm-hmm. we don't think they're a big deal. Right. It's the one against whom we've sinned that makes it a big deal. Right. His standard is way higher, because He's infinite. He's high and He's holy. Even a little infraction. That's why He says something like, "All liars will have their part in a lake of fire. One lie, off you go." because you've sinned against a holy god mm-hmm. so daniel you'd be like the, the rest of us You'd be exactly the way the bible says guilty before a holy god should he send you to heaven or to hell i still believe he should send me to heaven he says he's going to send you to hell okay well and right? that's going to have to be the way it is then well that's what he says will happen unless you repent and put your trust in jesus okay because god is good And he came to rescue and die for you and me, sinners. It's the good news of the gospel. And it's a message that should make you go, I had no idea God was that good. And I'm sorry because he's good. And even if he doesn't give me heaven, I'm still sorry because he's been that kind. That's the gospel. All right, dude. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sorry, I'm all sweaty. No, I appreciated the Ted, and I'm sorry that I kept you from your weed thins. Oh no, it's all good. All right, man. Thanks very much. No problem. We'll see you. Wretched Radio, right? It is indeed Wretched Radio, and that's what this is: Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio.
5: And now it's time for a Wretched News Break on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, if you haven't heard, YouTube has decided to ban John Henry Weston. Who's that? Well, he's the co-founder and editor of LifeSite News. Why are they banning Mr. Weston? Well, allegedly, he has violated their hate speech policy. He's known for his strong pro-life and pro-family stance, and now that has become a crime on YouTube. Standing up for Christian values is just so hateful, isn't it? And in the Great wide North, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his government released its 2023 budget, which includes a staggering $36 million dedicated to sexual and reproductive health and rights, a.k.a. murdering unborn babies. And if that wasn't enough to dedicate $36 million to murdering unborn babies, the budget also had to make sure and criticize the overturning of Roe v.ersus Wade in the U.S. And the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, has raised eyebrows because she described The efforts of red states to protect children from gender mutilation as quote awful. That's today's political climate. When you defend the well-being and innocence of children, that's just considered atrocious by our current administration. And not just our current administration, because we see it also in the Netherlands, where they're now euthanizing children, which sets a dangerous precedent for other countries to follow. I'm sure Canada is probably potentially going to follow suit because why not? Sad and heartbreaking. And now we go to the state of Florida, where a middle school teacher has been accused of running a fight club in her classroom. That's right. The teacher allegedly encouraged students to physically fight one another, even providing them with boxing gloves. The teacher now faces multiple charges, including child abuse and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Um, I thought the first rule of Fight Club was not to talk about Fight Club. And in Pennsylvania, the regional UMC is suing a local church for leaving the denomination. The Wesley United Methodist Church in Quarryville, Pennsylvania, chose to depart from the UMC over its liberal stance on same-sex marriage and LGBTQ clergy. But the regional body says, no, we want you to stay. And if you don't want to stay, well, we'll just sue you. The city of Cookville in Tennessee has decided to allow the Upperland Cumberland Pride Festival to continue, though there is a lot of controversy surrounding the festival because extremely explicit sexual acts took place at the last festival. Critics say the city has capitulated to fear by permitting the festival to proceed, arguing that the event promotes nothing but immorality. And finally, a recent study shows that Americans who read the Bible regularly have far more hope than those who do not. Well, that's quite a revelation to end the day on. That's been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio, straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks.
0: of Christ. In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who he is and what he has done. Jesus is called the Son of Man. Daniel chapter 7 describes the Son of Man who came from heaven, received worship from all nations, and rules a kingdom that will never be destroyed. Jesus uses this title to affirm that he is fully human and fully divine. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
1: This is Wretched Radio. It is Witness Wednesday. And, excuse me, young man. Are you headed to class right now? Uh, yeah, i get a to feed How far is your walk? I would say uh, two minutes. Two minutes. Can I talk to you while you're walking? You don't even have to slow down for me, all right? Okay. Two minutes. Dude, what are you studying here?
6: I'm studying uh, electrical computer engineering.
1: Electrical, so you want to wire computers. Um, I don't. Know, I'm, sort, just I'm just kind of kinda guessing. All right, where are you from? I'm
6: from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
1: I spent a week in Pittsburgh. One day. Yeah. Well, they got pothole. They got potholes there. One day for a week. You, spent- you picked up on that. Yeah. Good for you, sharp young man. All right, I want to. I want to ask you just a, a flat-out question about origins, dude. Where do you think you came from?
6: Where did I come from?
1: Besides Pittsburgh. Besides Pittsburgh. Uh, well, I guess I came from my parents. Okay, the big philosophical question. Uh, big
6: banged, God, um, evolved. Yeah, I, I'd say as a as a species uh, evolved from something.
1: Yeah. So you believe in evolution?
6: I, I do believe uh, in evolution. I know there are uh, definitely some holes and missing links. Do you but, believe in God? Uh, I, I think so. I, I think mainly probably, uh, probably the big reason is that uh, if, if I don't and I'm wrong... Then, uh, then
1: I'm in trouble. But that's if I, Pascal's wager. Did you know that? Yeah, you got nothing to lose, so give it a go. Have you heard about Pascal?
6: <laughs> yeah, but uh, in some ways, I think that's that's probably a, a cop out on my part and, <laughs> uh, and on
1: a lot of people's parts. <laughs> well, here's a, you know what I think about Pascal's wager. I try to. I know it's hard to imagine, but if I were God and somebody just kind of rolled the dice with me, because well, I've got nothing else to lose. I'm not sure I'd be so nuts about their reason for believing in me. I
6: uh, I think I'd probably agree with
1: you. All right. So you're you're Blaise Pascal Christian. So you would be of the Christian bent. Is that correct?
6: Uh, I think so, but mainly just because that's uh, that's how I was raised. I was, I was raised Catholic. So uh, you know, that's. I went to a Catholic school, and when you're there long
1: enough, you you know, it sort of sticks with you, I suppose. What is your understanding from a Catholic perspective? What do you need to do to go to heaven?
6: Well. I think that's that's hard for me to say, because... What were you Catholic, taught? What was I taught? Well, Were you paying attention during catechism? I mean, there there were... It uh, seems to me, from the Catholic perspective, that there's, there's many different rules
1: that you need to follow, and... Okay, I'm uh, going to summary. You need to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Is that what I, you need to do to go to heaven?
6: Uh, I, I'd say that that's what I was taught. I mean, basically, the way that I try to live my life is just uh, uh, treat other people the way that... I would want to be treated. Kind of a golden rule. Uh, I, I think that's that's the main thing, and I think even without religion or whatever, I think that just the general idea of, you know, the world has its problems, and if we're just nice to each other, I mean, we can make the day
1: just a better day. Okay, a better place to live. The, you mentioned about keeping the rules. Are you talking about like the Ten Commandments?
6: Uh, yeah, I suppose so. But I think even more so than the Ten Commandments from the Catholic perspective. Wait, 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 just to just interrupt
1: you for a second, forget all the extra ones,
6: the Ten uh, Commandments. Have you kept those rules? Have I kept those rules? Uh, y- yeah, I, I think so, for the most part. I which mean, which, is, which one? Well, I suppose that if you say uh, keeping the Sabbath, that's probably something that people don't uh,
1: do. Very you much. haven't done that. You haven't gone to church every Sunday.
6: Uh certainly not. <laughs> You've n- never told a lie? Have I uh well I see I was
1: picking them off as as Okay, I go, so they right? came to mind. Okay. Well, okay. Well, I'll jump in with lies. lie. Have uh, you lied? Oh, well, well certainly. Right? So you haven't kept that rule. Yeah. Right. Uh coveting. Coveting. Uh well, wanting stuff that doesn't yeah. belong to you. Yeah. Win the lottery or somebody's <laughs> car.
6: Probably most of. I mean, probably, mm-hmm. probably a lot of the uh the rules. Right.
1: Okay. So you haven't kept the rules. Uh uh, blasphemy? Blasphemy. Um, Taking the name of the Lord thy God in vain?
6: Uh, yeah, probably. Busted but, that one? But uh, Lusting? I, I, I feel as if blasphemy is probably...
1: That's that's a kind of a loaded word, right? Well, sure. <laughs> uh, but if he's the God of the universe, to use his name in a bad way, that'd be a big no-no. What about lusting? Lusting? Yeah, probably. Not just committing the act, but just thinking about it. Yeah. Okay, because if God sees inside of your
6: head, yeah. Okay, so you haven't kept the rules. Yeah, well, I started out by saying that I that I don't believe well, I kept the well, rules. You won the tape. I think you
1: said you pretty much kept the rules.
6: Well, I I think that I try to keep. Uh, see, I don't want to. I don't want to say. I was going to say try to keep my own rules, which is the simpler <laughs> one that I went back to, which well, is the basic idea. But I mean, well, uh, it goes back to the idea. This a tough. Perfect, question. Right?
1: I agree completely. Right. Couldn't agree with you more. That's what the Bible says nobody does good, not one. Mm-hmm. okay tough question. if you died and God judged you
3: uh-huh.
1: the books are open He knows your thought, knows your deeds, everything you've done behind closed doors uh-huh. everything you failed to do that's good uh-huh. would you be innocent or guilty? Innocent or guilty
6: yeah I mean I would hope that uh, let's say well you tried to live your life in a good way and even though you didn't keep the rules, uh, exactly, you know. Maybe my, you know, the rules of one person is slightly different from another person. The only reason I have these rules is because I was raised in this household, not in that household. So I would if, hope that innocent. If, it if, the, a if the
1: rules of- are the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. right, and God is your judge. Mm-hmm. If you've broken the laws, that would make you a law breaker. Yeah, which would make you guilty. Yeah, right. I suppose you know, kind of compartmentalized. Sometimes <laughs> I do good over here, a couple of bad things over there. But he'll just look at this box and not that box.
6: Well, but uh, if you if you have to do it uh, as, as a black and white sort of
1: guilty innocent thing, then
6: I That's think we That's what we're justice is. To. But then we're all in I trouble, agree. right?
1: Well, potentially. Yeah, if God just judges and there's no curve, you're right. Yeah. We're in big trouble. I agree. Yeah. Me more so than you.
6: I mean, that's the, I'm an engineer, right? I mean, I go and I take a, an exam and I get a 60 uh, percent on it. You fail. Which is which is failing. But uh, if if you know graded on a curve, hey, maybe that's an A. Yeah. Here's
1: okay to use your test analogy. God's grade 100. percent Anything lower, you fail. Yeah. Break one law, you fail. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Break one law, they're all gone. Uh-huh. All right, tougher question still, and we'll let you scoot, all right? So if you're guilty before God, uh-huh. would you go to heaven, or would he send you to hell?
6: Well, I mean, isn't that the concept of the, the grace of God, right? That, uh,
1: Potentially, but I didn't ask that question. Where should you go, heaven or hell? Where should you go, heaven or hell? Well, I, I would hope that uh, it would be heaven. That's what I would hope, too. But if he doesn't grade on a curve, and you're guilty, <laughs> what should he do with you? What should he do with me? Well, I mean, uh, if that's
6: if that's the rule, is that it's black and white, that guilty is this, and if you're guilty, then you go to hell, then I guess that's that's what it is. Hell. But, I mean...
1: I, how old are you? How old am I? Yeah. I am 23. 23. And on a highway to hell. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's this about
6: grace? What are you talking about? What am I talking about? Yeah. About grace? Yeah. Well, uh... I suppose my understanding is, I guess, sort of what I said. Uh, if you go back to the the curve analogy, that none of us are perfect, and uh, he's giving you kind of the benefit of the doubt. Uh,
1: I guess that's that's my oversimplification. Imagine a judge though, who uh-huh. did that. Okay, uh-huh. if there was like a really bad criminal standing uh-huh. there, and the judge said, you know, normally you'd be guilty, but I'm in a good mood today. I'm gonna grade on a curve. You're free to go. Would he be a good judge? Would he be a good judge? Well, I
6: mean, it depends on what the no. Uh, he'd be
1: a bad judge.
6: Well, it depends on what the uh, the law was that they, you're judging. If the, if the law was okay, you did these things, but maybe uh, maybe that wasn't that big of an issue. Okay,
1: let's let's try this. All right, here's our tension going on okay. here. All right, God is just. Uh-huh. He sees you as a sinner. Okay. He's got to punish you. Okay. He's got to, because otherwise he wouldn't be just. In fact, he wouldn't even be loving to me because you broke crime you did crimes and he lets you go that's not fair and it's not loving and it's not just it's not right Uh okay so here's our tension God in the courtroom has to send you to hell okay but he's good and he's kind and he's loving and he's merciful Uh and he'd like to let you go but there's this justice problem Uh so he can't just set you free but he'd like to set you free there's a tension happening and here's what resolves the tension if somebody pays your fine for you Uh justice can be satisfied And God can demonstrate grace to you and kindness to you and let you go because somebody satisfied your debt. Uh That's what grace would be. Uh And that's what the gospel is, right? Isn't that what the Christian gospel is? Forget Catholic. That's the Christian gospel. Jesus came and kept the laws, took the punishment you deserve, your badness on Jesus, Jesus' Mm -hmm. goodness to your account, so you can be set free, not for being a good person, but by being a forgiven bad person. Mm -hmm. That's grace, right? Actually, whenever you're saying it
6: uh, and explaining it with the uh, the courtroom analogy, it still doesn't come out as fair, though,
1: does it? It's not fair at all. <laughs> yeah. You get everything. Jesus got the very short end of the stick. You're mm-hmm. right. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. But it's called mercy and grace and kindness and goodness and love. Mm-hmm. God demonstrated his love by dying for you, a UA sinner. You're right. It's not fair. But it's good news. Yeah, I, I suppose it's good news. Right. But, I mean. This is it. I promise. I'm going to let you go. Okay. Here's what you need to do. Right you don't just run this through your brain and either accept it or reject it. What God Mm -hmm. says is you must repent, okay? I don't know if you're ever taught that. It's a big fancy word that means, say you're sorry. Turn from your sins and put your trust in Jesus. Repentance and faith. Got to come clean with God. No defense, no arguing. I'm sorry, I've done wrong. Turn from your sins. You don't become perfect. Put your trust in Jesus. And then his goodness credited to you, your badness goes to him, and you can be taken to heaven because of what Jesus did for you repentance and faith. That's the goodness of the gospel. All right, he and I are going to chat. Witness Wednesday, Wretched Radio. So you're not convinced of the importance of training men to rightly divide the word of truth and fill pulpits internationally? Fine then we'll let Paul Washer convince you.
5: It is so important, not just important, it's absolutely essential to have a trained expositor of the scripture in every church. When we read through the book of Acts, we can see that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ advances as the word of God advances.
1: Would you please consider joining the Master's Academy International in filling empty pulpits with men who can exposit the scriptures and advance the kingdom of God It's a magnificent ministry with a generational impact. Please learn more about supporting TMAI at wretched.org slash pastor. Wretched.org slash pastor for the Master's Academy International.
5: Alright, listen up, parents and married couples, we know better than anyone that there can be times of uneasiness in our homes. Well, if you're ready to revitalize and make a transformation in your family life, then I want to point you in the direction of Wretched.org for a new deal so good, you're going to think it came straight down from heaven. I'm talking about the Joy in the Home bundle. In the bundle, you're going to find the Drive-By Marriage audio series, the Drive-By Marriage study guide, the Drive-By Parenting audio series, and study guide and last but certainly not least reset for parents now understand this isn't a magical potion that's going to make everyone in your home behave but it's the next best thing so what are you waiting for hurry up head over to wretched.org right now and jump on the path that's going to help you bring joy back into your home don't miss out it's wretched.org it's the joy in the home bundle on sale right now trust me you'll be thanking us later
0: Finite humans cannot fully comprehend the one who created everything. Yet he has revealed himself in the Bible. And while we cannot know him exhaustively, we can know what is true about him. And once we are reconciled through Christ, we will never stop learning about him. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. All right, I'm at Georgia
1: Tech, and there's a guy with brown socks and tennis shoes. You got to talk to a guy like that. Excuse me, sir. While you're walking to wherever, may I talk to you on the radio for a moment? Sure. You okay with that? What okay. are you studying here at Georgia Tech? I'm doing a PhD. <laughs> electrical engineering. You're very smart. I don't know about that. I mean, what's your PhD? What I mean, what's your? Are you're do, do you have to write a big paper at the end of it to get your PhD?
2: Yeah.
1: Do you yeah. know what it's going to be yeah. on?
2: Yeah, it is... Uh, I'm doing image processing, so uh, I have to recognize some patterns in images using some mathematical algorithms.
1: Now, I just heard something about a camera and the human eye. Maybe you'll know if this is right or wrong. But a camera lens, it it goes in and out to focus, correct? Yeah. Yeah. The human eye, though, is convex. Yeah. I can turn my eye and just... It's instantly in focus all over the place. And that the eye is the most intricately designed camera lens ever.
2: Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, because it's... uh Result of, according to biologists, uh, billions of years of evolution or whatever. Really? <laughs> I don't know. So that happened that's... by chance? I don't. I don't really believe that it happened by chance. There must be some. I think, some idea of the eye before it came into existence. Somebody had think. to design it. At least there should be some inbuilt idea inside that system something some yes,
1: intelligence some yeah. I I agree completely do you think it's God?
2: yeah I think so but how does it matter I mean it, okay. most people like Dawkins do not believe right who
1: do you think God is?
2: God is a person
1: who do you think it is? are you a Christian a Buddhist a Hindu a Muslim?
2: I'm a Hindu so who is who is your God? my God my God is Krishna.
1: And who is Krishna? Tell me something about Krishna. Uh, give, me, give me two things that I'd like to learn about Krishna. No more specifically. Two things that Krishna has done for me.
2: He had spoken the Bhagavad Gita, which is actually a message on how to live your life in accordance with God's desire. Okay, so, so he's written a book. Yeah, I mean, he has spoken about it. Then he has practically, practically through the example of his devotees, expressed the method in how how to achieve him.
1: How what to is, achieve what?
2: How to achieve love of God.
1: Okay, why should I love Krishna?
2: I mean, when you search for attributes of God... He is complete in renunciation. He is all-powerful. He
1: is renunciation, perfect. does that mean getting rid of your desires?
2: No, I'm, uh, renunciation is, I'm saying that He is complete or perfect. He is the source of everything. So He will contain everything, even contradictory things, like uh, Nicholas of Cusa said God should contain even polar, polar opposite and harmonize it. Because he's above good and bad, you know. Okay. He's transcendental to material conception. Okay. Let me. I want to. I want to swap something yeah.
1: with you right yeah. now. All right.
2: Yeah. I'm a Christian. Okay. So I believe I have been inspired by the examples of Christian people, and I read them. Yeah. Like especially, obviously Jesus is there, but even afterwards, it's the one person who inspired me a lot is Saint Francis of Assisi. Yeah. So, you know, Jesus claimed to be God, right? Yeah, I mean, there are different interpretations of the Bible. Right, but but I, mean, I, I agree that, like, uh, he is an empowered son of God. Okay, so, Okay, but I believe he's gone. So he would yeah. be, if you will, if you will, yeah. you're, you say
1: Krishna is God, I say Jesus is yeah. God. Here's what Jesus has done for me.
2: Okay.
1: He died to take the punishment that I deserve from God for my sins, yeah. so that I can go to heaven because I'm forgiven because of what Jesus did.
2: Yes, yeah, so, that's what Jesus
1: has done for me.
2: So similarly, if you surrender to Krishna, He promises that He'll take care of all your sins. And how he does He right? do that? You who who paid for our it. sins? You basically, He takes care of the sins because He's God. So He, it's not you. You don't. How does have, how does justice play into this though? If he justice, just does. He just kind of tension between justice and mercy. So justice comes into play. As you sow, you shall reap. But once you take a step towards God, he can overrule the justice to show his mercy. That is his special characteristic.
1: I would argue with you that that isn't justice, that that is turning a blind eye to justice, and it's actually not loving because he doesn't uphold justice, and it's not loving to the other people that he doesn't let go. If he just dismisses somebody's court case, he has not been just. And in Christianity... That's what makes it, to me, make a lot of sense is that Jesus satisfied my legal debt by dying for me so that God could forgive, not just because he wants to, but because he wants to, and he can because of what Jesus did for me. Would you agree that there should be some justice, that there should be a legal day of reckoning for every human being?
2: I agree that there is justice and this world where we live in. Is exactly based on justice whatever you do you will reap according to what you do and mostly uh, okay. everything which most people do nobody has a perfect life I don't believe that it's almost impossible for anybody to just be completely perfect so you obviously I, I agree negative uh, I agree repercussions for for, that.
1: for instance let me let me ask you okay. have you ever told lies in your life sure okay. Have you ever uh, stolen anything? Stolen? Anything. Not necessarily from a store, from a brother or sister, yeah. downloading music. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever um, had sexual desires or sure. lustful thoughts? Yeah. Okay. So you've broken those rules.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. And if God is just, He'll he should punish, punish you. you. Surely. Right. So I'm ready to take the punishment, but I just... But here's, but here's the good news. Yeah. Jesus took the punishment for you. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, that's what I'm saying, that there are many paths where you No, no, no that's of, not what I'm saying, though. This what? is a unique path. Yeah, Jesus is a said,
1: unique... I'm the only path. I'm the only way. I took the punishment on your behalf, so you don't have to be punished, because I'm a just God, and I will punish the wrongdoer. But I'm good, and I'm kind, and I'm merciful. So God satisfied justice by sending His Son, who is God... Jesus Christ to take the punishment you deserve to keep all the laws he's one
2: with according to me he's one with God but he's not He there is there is a unity and diversity like he was simultaneously one and different from God well, that's what I, I think I'm, I'm not sure we're too far away
1: three distinct uh, persons yet
2: one yeah so it's a, okay. some kind of but, fires and yeah I mean but he but, rejects
1: every other God besides himself he says every other God is an idol and if that's true that would mean Krishna's an idol
2: yeah, I mean, but he doesn't describe God himself. Oh, so he it's is God on, himself. Yeah, but the father, you don't he have says the... He and the father are one. Yeah, but still there is a father. But you don't know the description of the father. And I sure, believe that... Sure, he's just, justice and righteousness. I he's the sacrificer. He's the sacrificer for us. But who he's sacrificing for, the complete... The person who accepts all our sacrifices has to be somebody who can absorb everything you give, you know. We we are actually souls meant to give and serve, and there is somebody who is meant to receive the service. But here's our problem. Yeah.
1: We haven't done what we've been told to do. We've broken, we've broken the laws, and the only way that God can forgive is if there's a payment, and Jesus is the perfect payment because he was the perfect God-man. And, and friend, I'll just leave you with this thought. Yeah. If that's true, it means, if it's true, that your God is an idol but the good news is you can have all of your sins forgiven I not mean, based on God, what you've done but I, based on I what Jesus has done
2: the God is if you worship the representation like a cross or idol it doesn't mean that he's that he's transcendent to, transcendent to that but he I'm has a power worshiping exact, Jesus he's the power to even if you express some words about God which are imperfect because you are speaking out of your mind you are complete you are doing, com- committing some kind of idolatry. It's okay. so because we are not perfect tell, in tell vision me. to okay. see it. Till the point we are perfect, we have some representations in a book, in a in a cross, but we are not, we don't have a transcendental vision to see sure. God. Sure, we got the Bible. yeah, but So we can we,
1: understand who he is and what he demands.
2: But we, don't, we are not pure enough right now to access sure him directly. Sure we I are. I mean, you oh, can oh,
1: because Jesus made a way for us to have access to him directly.
2: Yeah, but I don't see that in the Christian people right I now. I
1: agree with you. There's a I, lot of hypocrites. I, I mean, agree, sir. I mean, so. <laughs> I agree, but that doesn't mean it's not true.
2: I agree with that also. But I mean, if there i see more and more people actually uh, i am you know like let
1: me that. let me just say i'm sorry for all the hypocrites i really am but don't judge jesus
2: i don't based ju- on the followers. I, I just, no. i i have no problem with jesus i mean well, jesus but, but, is very but, good but but jesus said he's not very good if he's a liar
1: he said he's the only true god okay so that's okay. not good if it's false so it's either true or it's false do you have a bible uh, yeah, I have a Bible. Open it up and read the Gospel of John. Would you please do that? Yeah, sure. That's the one where Jesus really talks a lot about being God. Yeah, but I'm Gospel saying that John.
2: most of the people in the church, they don't really
1: speak about it. I agree. Him. But that's why, don't trust me. Don't yeah. trust people yeah, in the I church. Don't. Yeah, I don't. Trust the Bible. Read the Gospel of John. Yeah. Fair enough, friend? Yeah, sure. You're a gentleman. Thank, Thank you very much. You. Goodbye. Wrong gentleman, but he's a gentleman nonetheless. Sweaty, <laughs> sopping wet, but grateful that I get to come out here and share with people that there is one way, one truth, one life. Please, please, go get sweaty and do it yourself. Please, please, you're commanded, and it's such a joy. Until tomorrow, and you lose a little weight, go serve your king.